That's horrible. <laughs> I'm just we probably lost like three listeners no. just for that. That's, that's my better one. That's my better one. Fire episode today. Deuce Eclipse. Zion and I, you know, putting it down for Bay Area hip hop on this on show. Hey. Let's go. This is Unlearn the World. And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. You are. Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. Ratchet and Woke. back at it again ratchet and woke podcast like us on facebook follow us on instagram email us ratchet and woke podcast at gmail.com unlearn the world oh man i'm Lil mc, Lil MC. it's too late for us to order takeout what the fuck you mean <laughs> it's 9 30 so what come on oakland i need y'all to give me some good takeout it's doordash wild what are you talking about yeah, but I mean, it's like usually like fucking trash food at this uh, time. It's like pizza. Yeah. If ew. I see another pizza commercial when we're watching a movie, I'm going to really be pissed off. That's, I, the, that's the commercials that they target That's all they do. It's just all they play is pizza commercials. Like, what the fuck? Because they know we're just like at home, like eating, they know our, everybody's eating at our sorrows. <laughs> not you know? giving a shit. But, but we got a lot to get into because there's so much stuff to talk about. And then we got Deuce Eclipse and Zion I popping in for a quick fireside chat. Fireside? Where'd you get that from? That sounds like some fireside chat. Yeah. The um Franklin Delano Roosevelt used to do fireside chats to speak to the country. Are about you joking with things. me right now? I'm dead ass. 100% Don't serious. ever start a question. With like, <laughs> well, Franklin Delano Roosevelt used to wet his whistle with a good cold well, glass well, of brandy. All, yo, don't ever say wet your whistle to me, B. <laughs> I love saying wet my whistle. What did I say yesterday? I, have, I don't remember. I mean, what's up? It was funny. It was. Like, yeah, I know. I you gotta remember my jokes. I, yeah. I got way too high last night, <laughs> and I didn't think I was going to. And then my dreams. Were, I told like, you. I told you. There's that. That those. There's certain branded edibles when they hit. It's a different. It's a yeah. different kind of vibe. I was like texting my friend who owns a lighting company. I want a gold chandelier. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, never mind. She's never like, mind. You can't. How tall are your ceilings? I was like, I don't. Doesn't matter. <laughs> That's not the question you should be asking. Question gold is everywhere. how fast can you get the gold chandelier over here? <laughs> <laughs> I want to swing from it. Oh God! All right, all right. Back, let's get serious. <laughs> all right, well, um, can we? What, what, I want to start with the little things. Where do you want to review? The movie review. Okay, so we've been watching really a lot movie. of movies. We got to set it up. So we got, we we've been yeah. watching a lot of films. There's been a lot of films that have been really great that have been getting a lot of critical acclaim. Tenant is not one of them. You don't need to speak two times as fast. <laughs> Emma, uh, okay. um, <laughs> but I, the the thing that's really dope, in spite of all the movie theaters being closed, is that HBO Max is releasing films that would be in theaters. On yep. HBO. They're releasing them on streaming the same day as the limited theaters that are open. And They're honestly, open. I don't like the movie theaters. I would rather just watch movies I miss in movie my theaters, house. to be honest with you. I, it was a thing that I did with my kids and that I would love to go to the movies and watch. Like, See, I, would, I, I, see, I get shit, that, but, but I'd rather just go with my child to the couch and watch a movie and ah, then yes. lay there this is with why no, we're getting a bigger TV. You know, my sweatpants <laughs> on and eat some fucking... All the things. But we've been watching pretty good shows. Yeah, right? we have. So Little Things was a mini-series that we saw. No, no, The Little Things is the movie. Oh, ah, yeah, of Sharp I'm thinking objects. of Sharp Objects, which yeah. is great. That was a great miniseries. No, we already talked about that. We did. Go okay. listen to the <laughs> And your friend got mad because you spoiled the ending at her Elaine, uh, little yeah. function the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Elaine and, and Matt. We're gonna have Matt on here. Soon. We should he's totally gonna, have. He's Matt gonna break on here. down the stock market and Reddit and all, all the of things. That. Yeah, all the so things. we'll have him call in. All next the things. Week. But speaking of things, we little things. <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington, uh, Jared, Jared Leto, Leto, yeah, and uh, Rami Malek, uh, who played uh, Freddie Mercury. Ah, yes. Really great, really yeah, great film. Awesome. Really great film. Yeah, that was what a your really, really, really it? great movie. Um, another murder mystery, because that's all we fucking care about. And yeah. that's fine, because <laughs> we're into it. Um, but yeah, it was really, really... I, I just missed, like, a good a good movie of good, like, acting and, like, you know, really suspenseful, just really well done. And it was just refreshing, because I feel like we've been trying to dig into, like, the archives and find old suspense movies that we haven't seen yet, and we haven't had a lot of, like, really good... Movies come out recently. So yeah, this was a really good film. 
Yeah, I guess I don't really have too much of a deep dive on it. Otherwise, just fucking watch that movie. It's fucking Yeah, dope. I mean, just it's, it's character development. It's really great actors. You know what I'm saying? It's a really interesting plot. Jared Leto has like a fake nose and fake eyes. Like, I'm just very I mean, confused. can we just give Jared Leto his flowers as an actor? He like, he went from shit. like my so-called life with, with what's her name from Homeland? Oh, the Claire handsome Danes. woman. Yes. <laughs> Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Claire Danes, yeah. right? He went from that to like doing like a Lord of War and he's in 30 Seconds, seconds to Mars. Mars. Yeah. Like, he's Is like he such... still in that band? I don't know. I don't know. Does it matter? I mean, like, that's if... a, he, his career path is exactly the trajectory that I wanted my life to be. Like, oh. I wanted to be lead singer of a rock band and acting in crazy, murderous like, his life is what I wanted as a child. There you go. <laughs> and it didn't pan out that way. But. <laughs> well, you know, nonetheless. You know, you do. <laughs> that's, you, all, that's all we're going to give to my things. broken. <laughs> don't. Don't. Speaking but, of opposite yeah. of little things, big things, Jeff Bezos. What am I talking so, like about? <laughs> so, what I understand is he stepped down as CEO, but he's not like leaving the country. He's, or not, he's not leaving the company. He, this is not an ouster, so to speak. Like he's just changing positions to be uh, more focused on another portion of the company that he feels ill-equipped to do as CEO. But I mean, I thought it was interesting because of everything that like people have been really giving Amazon flack. Like number one, they made Jeff Bezos alone made ninety million dollars during the pandemic, right? Wait, so Jeff, when you say Jeff Bezos alone, you mean not the company? Not the of company, him himself. And as how a, much did the company make, including I, all of the I, workers? It's absurd. It's in the billions. That's I mean, I mean in the, the, for the reasons like these is why there's conspiracy theories that exist about the origin of covid and how natural it actually yeah i mean it you know it does it does lend credence when you see i mean and it goes back to my whole social engineering thing right like i think that people who are wealthy are able to they're wealthy because they're dabbling in the world of trafficking in the souls of human behavior right and that's what they know. And that's what they're able to understand. They're able to predict trends. They have people who are able to provide insight on trending human behavior. And they're able to make calculated investments in the way that human beings function. Well, right? exactly. And like in the things that have that have raised during COVID, like the trends that have sparked during COVID has been our increased internet usage. Yeah. And decreased going outside right yeah. so everyone's ordering amazon and everyone's getting their entertainment from and tiktok going... and... <laughs> we haven't used that in a while i know i yeah. know I just what else did we got back did i fuck it up <laughs> you did fuck it up all right never mind <laughs> why is that button like the detonation button it's not listen no i hit that button and it made everything great <laughs> No, but it's so it's like, okay, how can we get, it's like, who do you think is prospering? Jeff Bezos and the creators of like Clubhouse and Twitter. And what's his and name? Um, the other dude. Bernie Mac. Nah, Tesla dude. Elon Musk. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, uh, so I was watching Venom with my son. Have okay. you seen Venom? It takes no, place I in haven't. San Francisco. You told me it was good. Yeah. And like the evil villain in it is like this, you know, genetics engineer lab scientist guy uh -huh. that lives in like the hills of San Francisco and he looks kind of like slumdog millionaire like I don't know type like maybe Elon Musky vibey and okay. I'm wondering like who inspired that villain hmm. it's just you haven't seen that movie no no I gotta check it out yeah, but yeah I'm sure a lot of super villains are inspired by like someone real yeah yeah some, someone <laughs> totally. real that, that does like experiments and Jeff on Bezos humans. just for the record does look like a super can I look villain. at him yeah Let he's like bald him. he's like he looks like, like Le bald he's always Luther. look evil like yeah. the guy in El Salvador in El he was Salvador. Lex Luthor <laughs> He was totally... The, or they look like Larry David. Yeah. They're no. either Lex Luthor or Larry David. <laughs> the white guy we saw in El Salvador literally looked like the white man, that the proverbial white man that black people talk about that's like... <laughs> well, there's like the, <laughs> the scary white man is Lex luthor white man, and then there's yeah. like the friendly Mr. Clean, you know? Like you're either one of those. Yeah, he was... But with Mr. Clean actually kind of frightens me. Yeah, also, exactly. He had white eyebrows. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was like Santa when he very, took off his beard. Very, uh, very scary. Yeah, All right, I'll look, I'll look up Jeff Bezos later. <laughs> How have I not seen him? I think Elon Musk looks scary when he dances. <laughs> yeah, that's totally frightening. Um, um, what else we got? Okay, you're, I'm going to go to, you talk about one Just thing. I'm going to say ratchet. <laughs> um, let's talk about your skin tones in, 
emoji skin hands. Yes, <laughs> please. Can we? This is the real conversation that needs to be had, really more so does. than anything Any else. Any conversation. You motherfuckers out there, all of y'all, it doesn't matter what race you are, need to be real with your actual skin tone. I give shit to my friend Steph. Shout out Steph Reed. I love him like a brother. Shout out Steph. But every time he gives me the emoji prayer hands, his hands are. 10 shades darker well, than he is. Well, they only give you five fucking options. Like, look at, like, from from the darkest <laughs> skin tone, which is pretty much, like, the actual color black. Right. Right? To the one next to it, which is, like, a cocoa brown. Okay, but even then... Why is there nothing in between that? The neutral one is yellow. Just use yellow. But if you're inclined to use one that is closer to your skin tone use one that's within the ballpark don't be a light-skinned black dude like it my friend Steph like Reed no. is and then use Wesley Snipes prayer hands and then <laughs> like, you're saying I have to use like these hands no I'm saying you have to use the ones that are the next step before brown this one right here right no no the middle ones no you told me I had to use that yeah, one yeah those exactly this that's the, not the middle one you said this yeah. Yeah, that's the that's You're the fine left. with that. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Me. But I know I know people who are fairer skinned than you giving me like olive colored bread prayer hands. I don't yeah. need that. So like, okay, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> if you are mostly European, you use the first one, okay? I don't care if you <laughs> There's tan. There's a rubric. We need to make yeah, create a meaning for this. If you even if you tan, you're still the whitest one. If you're biracial, you get the second one. If you're Latin, you get the middle one. If you're light-skinned black, you get the fourth one. And if you're Wesley Snipes, you get the fifth okay, one. Okay, what if you're white-passing black? What if you're a black person who like who, look, who looks like Logic? What do you use? Then you use the, the Latino one, the middle one. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I think so. If you're Filipino, Latino, Pacific Islander, any any race that isn't african descent you're yeah. the middle one got it if you're biracial you're the second you're the you're the we one need to the to, left we literally need to create and if you are movie. european 100 percent european even if you tan you are the whitest one like that's <laughs> i mean i think that's the fairest way to put it yeah it's a really it really is the best way to put it <laughs> but, <laughs> but we have to create some sort of rubric or use the yellow hands if you're <laughs> or just character. use the yellow hands yeah exactly like the simpsons have been doing it for years no way to set a thing they've been doing a lot of fun <laughs> shit for years and no, no one had a problem this is true but they also predict hella shit too so there's that oh they yeah. predict hella shit well they predicted like i just saw a meme the other day where they had an episode of the simpsons where Lisa Simpson was the uh, first woman president of the United States, and her outfit in the show was the exact same outfit that Kamala Harris wore during the inauguration. Oh my God! Shut up! <laughs> like I saw the meme. Feeding into you that. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you know, it's a joke that that meme perpetually is, Simpsons yeah. produce. You could just, a lot of you shit. could literally just go on there and be like, "What cartoon character wore a blue outfit?" I mean, it's a revisionist view of history. Like, at this point, you know, false or fake news is such a thing that, like, our entire past is going to be completely augmented, right? Like, what really scares me is, like, these people who put their faces on all these different um, acting or these movie scenes. Have you seen this? What? Oh, yeah. People putting their faces on, like, Jack Sparrow. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, it's just very, just, but the fact that it's so, like, act like real like they did it with uh rory from jbb yeah no i've seen breathless do it hella <laughs> times like really and i was like crazy. wait when did you go to the studio and film this and i was like oh this is like scarface <laughs> <laughs> exactly um okay moving on because yeah. we have a lot of things and i want to get into my my whole debacle on facebook at the very end but what's the j cole's dropping a new album the same day as earth gang yeah i mean i think it's it's one of those things that old school rappers not even old school but like Why older rappers earth used to do gang matter Though. Because they're Dreamville. Oh, Earth Gang is yeah, signed to yeah, Dreamville, yeah. which is J. Cole's album. Right. But I think like it's one of those things that artists who are at the helm of their own record label do to boost the interest and the sale of their uh, their artist signees. It seems like it would be competing. Not necessarily, because again, it... it, it a lot of people used to move away from release dates of big name artists, right? Like if, if right. Drake drops, no one wants to drop the same date. But as now Drake it's better because, because getting, everyone's on. Everybody's their phone in listening. their phone, so if everybody's going to be in their phone looking for a J Cole album, it stands to reason they're going to consume that very quickly, and yeah. then they'll want to move on to the Earth. So Earth's when game is album. it dropping? I didn't. Even I don't know. That. I just I just saw the I saw that they're about to drop an album. I don't know what the. Exact I don't think date they're is. giving exact dates anymore because Cardi B is about to drop an album, and no. She's about knows. to drop. Yeah, well, she's she's dropping a single today. 
today being Friday, right. right, with the video, and then we don't know when the album's dropping, but I'm actually glad she's dropping music. Me too. Because there was a I'm conversation really that, like, she wasn't going to drop music anymore, like, yeah. she's just, like, out of here. She with doesn't it. need to, but... She doesn't I, really need to, I, but I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing... Me too. Cardi B But I'm also music. just supportive of whatever the fuck she wants to do. If she doesn't yeah. want to do music anymore and just wants to be hilarious... I just don't know how big name artists are going to do the, the promo run that they should be doing with no touring. I think right? that like, they can do exactly like what Meg The Stallion did, you know, put out a bunch of visuals, do a fucking dance challenge, and have everyone fucking doing that. shit I think on that TikTok. works really well for female artists. I yeah, don't know if it 100. works the same for for because I can't see a grown ass man like somebody from like Black Thought or Conway <laughs> doing a dance challenge. I could definitely see Kanye doing a dance challenge. <laughs> no, Conway the Machine. Oh, like, Conway. Not Con- <laughs> oh my God, Kanye like- is not doing a dance challenge. <laughs> But while we're, <laughs> but before we good? get into your 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 internet oh beef, <laughs> before we get into your internet beef, yeah. I did want to kind of like just state. So we were talking about we were just talking about performing and like people going outside. And in the in the local Bay Area, there are people who are still doing hip hop events. Oh indoors, yeah, please get into right. Like things. this is a whole thing, and I've been kind of quiet about this. I didn't really want to speak to it because I didn't really know where I landed on the issue. But I think at this point, it's fucking irresponsible. Like, you can't be that thirst of a rapper or a hip-hop head to put people at risk in terms of this disease or this virus that we're dealing with because you want to fucking spit a couple of bars on a microphone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and... The, my main gripe with all of this is not the fact that you're thirst. Like, it's, that's, not, that's not the gripe. The main issue at hand is that if and when somebody does get COVID because of one of your events or something like that happens, it fucks up hip-hop for the entire Bay Area moving forward. In terms of Let's events... Let's repeat that again for those that didn't hear. It fucks up hip-hop culture in the Bay for everyone. Venues will be less likely to hire or book hip hop acts. Already is hard to, already it's already hard. All party. the mom and pop venues that were fucking with us will not be around in 2023. I repeat, they're not going to be around. You're going to get the, the the mid-level venues and the big venues. And unless you are a mid-level artist or at least local enough to to bring in a hundred people through the door, you're not getting booked. So the fact that you guys are doing these events and they are putting people at risk will further exacerbate the the marginalization of hip-hop in an ever-changing climate that is the Bay Area. And I want to say, because I actually, some of my homies and friends have been like participating in these events and throwing them, and this isn't and like... Then, yeah, it's all love, like this, it's all family, but still. like. Th- but this is more like... And where wherever you stand on your belief on COVID, and like I've had my you know my belief suspended, and if it was real for quite a minute, but at this point, it's like it's not even about like your beliefs on if it's real or not. It's the it's the fact that the reality that if someone catches COVID at this event, like it's a wrap, you know, like that's all it is. It has it's nothing to do with where you. Stand and there's really on. no way to prove that they caught COVID there, but if even if it's if if it's even implied. Yeah, and then you know it's what I'm fun. saying. Like, if it's someone's even gonna implied, take to the it's internet. Someone's gonna complain, and it's, it's, it's gonna get because out the takeaway from it is that hip hop artists are irresponsible, and they don't want those kind of people in the venues. It, 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 it speaks to respectability politics. It speaks to a lot of different things, and I think that artists are are, are extremely short sighted when they try to do these indoor events, not thinking about the bigger picture and how this is gonna affect the entire culture and the entire scene out here if you're gonna do an event and you're that thirst to do an event get a permit do it outside or do it on you know what i'm saying like let's, everyone in their fucking let's take it back doing, to you know? the fucking essence of hip-hop where hip-hop was in the parks let's Yo, do it outside up jane and naji they're killing it on twitch and freestyle or do it a great deal more responsibly there's twitch right yeah, exactly Chris shout out to Dang jane awesome shout out to naji like you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of people who are doing it in, in, in the right way. There's there's venues that are allowing people to do streaming mm-hmm. so you don't have a crowd of people in there, you know what I'm saying, putting people at risk. So just kind of just be a little bit more responsible and navigate the live shit. feeling, and, and we all know that. But, I mean, as we're just about to get into with, with Zion I, uh, Zumbi, and Deuce Eclipse, like, everyone's, everyone's making sacrifices. You know, yeah. like, at the end of the day, like, everyone wants to be, I mean, besides maybe me, but everyone <laughs> wants to be outside doing shit, and they're not. So it doesn't it doesn't relieve you of that 
responsibility as well. Exactly. You know? So you now are before, special. Now, before we go to our interview, um, speak to what you, you, okay. you dropped the first, congratulations, you dropped the video, right? Wolf so, so did you, congratulations Thank to you. you also. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations, um, but, congratulations. <laughs> but, uh, and so your video cheers? for Do no. Tell is getting a backlash, so to speak, by a hyper woke people on Facebook. Okay, yes, yes, okay. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, my song, Do Tell, where the hook rings, what's wrong with being ratchet? Do tell, my bitch is catching static for the records that they sell. Calling me a sinner? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Dr. Sue shit wasn't doing it for me, though. It was funny. Yeah, but that, so I posted, I started, like, you know, promoting the video, putting it at a bunch of different hip-hop groups, Bay Area groups, one of those being this group called Fake Four. Um, I looked at it briefly and saw, okay, it's a place to promote music, blah, blah, blah. Didn't see any reason why not. Posted it in there. First response was, as I am not a black person, I avoid using A-A-V-E words such as ratchet. Now, for the less educated of us, what is A-A-V-E? Oh, God, I have to... I think it's African-American verbal expressions or something like that. Okay, vernacular expressions? I thought... Like, I, I don't I know. I can't yeah. remember. Okay, but well, it's, close enough. <laughs> honestly, I didn't even have to look it up to figure out what that meant, but right. uh, you didn't know what it means. I have no idea you're a idea very learned man who is actually... A Dominican African man. Yeah, African you, African <laughs> Afro Latino. Yes, sorry. And a Jedi. And you did not know what that word meant. I had no idea. So this woke person now knows more than you. About Again, that, I mean, right? you know, it okay. happens. Um, my response was, yes, the word ratchet does originate in Louisiana. It does. Uh, is a word origin uh, that was created that by originally was refer- referred to wretched. Yes. Right. But because of Louisiana accents in the black community, it was ratchet. It yes. was extreme. It evolved into the yeah, term exactly. ratchet. However, the word ratchet is used to describe a certain behavior and is and not, not a ethnic group. Not or an ethnic community. group. Right. Um, that was my response. And then my further deep dive would be if we limit ourselves to only using words that our own ethnic group created, most Americans would only have about five words in their lexicon. <laughs> exactly. So there's that. And also, to only associate the words ratchet with black people, that seems offensive. Yeah. And... It's it's hyper-liberalism that borders on racist, almost. Right. And this (laughs) is coming from a white trans trans woman. Yeah. And was liked by another white woman named Kale. So... There you have it. I'm done. I, I you could take it. seriously, and so it's like I have nothing. To I say. didn't, and then this mm-hmm. this and then this person didn't respond to me because obviously she just doesn't want to speak back to me. So Amani, I, I asked her because I'm like, yo, am I missing something here? Like, right. like because it's like I assume we have a show called Ratchet and Woke. Like you produced this song. Like it was filmed by a black man. Also, like I feel like someone would come to me and be like, yo, you're being appropriate and you're being offensive by using this term. Over the course of the past two I years. I know, right? Right? So, like, I feel like I would know at this point, but, like, maybe I just, no one wanted to say anything. So, I asked Amani, too, because, like, you know, I trust her. And she's like, let me check this out. She goes and starts asking, like, well, why do you feel this way? And and they get into this, you know, conversation, and Amani is, like, the classiest person ever. And she just says everything, like, so eloquently and, like, pretty much kind of you know, says similar things to what I've been saying and defends the shit out of me, which is dope because then this woman continues to like associate me with like some fucking bullshit, like forever 21 t-shirt using appropriating shit. And I'm just like, yo. And yo, so eventually I have, to, I'm, I'm like, all right, now I'm going to say something again. Right. Cause like, <laughs> what the fuck? This has been like two days of shit. And I'm right. just like, but you were classy. I mean, both of y'all kept it classy in the yeah. in Facebook. Yeah. Right? No. But I'm just like, okay. I like I pretty much just said what I've just said. Like I right. do a, I know the origin story of Ratchet. And I'm happy to tell you what it is. In addition to that, I host a podcast every week called Ratchet and Woke with my Afro Dominican boyfriend. And so, I would never dream of using Ratchet in a way that would be offensive to the African American community. And I also am a hip hop educator that created a curriculum for women empowerment in hip hop with. The lovely Amani, who you've had the pleasure of meeting, and <laughs> this, this, I analyze verbatim, the right? intersections of race, gender, all of these other identities on a daily fucking basis in my life, and never have I come encountered anything to the extent of ratchet being appropriation of an offense. 
and she didn't say anything. In other words, get the fuck out of my face. Seriously, like, you know what the fuck I am? Like, <laughs> get oh the fuck God, out of here, yo. So get crazy. over yourself. You, and it, you, But you did bring up a good point that, you know, I mean, I want to be sensitive to, to trans the trans community, and I'm not trans bashing here. But, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to get into it because I might get into trouble. But in any case, let's let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, we went yeah, over. Yeah, we went over. It's fine. It's All, right, let's All get right. into the let's get into the interview. Let's go. And we're on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to start it in. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just like, I, you know, we here with our guests and like, you know, I try to build them up, you know, but you and know. we're on. <laughs> <laughs> so we're with the homie, my brother, uh, Good dude, San Francisco's Bay Area, independent. Are you from San Francisco originally? I was born in the city. Yeah, I moved out okay. when I was around born nine years old. San Francisco. Old. Okay, cool. But yeah. Bay Area all around. My man, Deuce yes, uh, all my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what's up? What's up? It was good. It was good. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm feel. I feel. I feel excited. I actually got this to work. <laughs> yeah, see, I, you know, it's it's the small things nowadays. Oh yes, it's the, it's the small things that you gotta really appreciate. Um, but we appreciate you and we appreciate your time and you know, um, everything you put down and thanks for coming on the show. But uh, for those who oh. are uninitiated into who you are and your origin story as a rap superhero, let's let's get into you a little bit. Just you know, what I mean, talk about how you started, all those things. Uh, set the stage for us, if you will. Uh, well, all my life I was into music. My dad was a musician. Um, that's what he did when he was, you know, in his prime or whatever you call it. So I grew up with Goombia and like just singing and playing the organ with my pops. And from there, it's just like I'm first generation born in the United States. So I lived kind of two lives, you know, in the house it was Nicaragua, outside the house it was America. So I had to learn how to like operate in both environments. And, you know, Spanish was my first language. I had to kind of lose it a little bit to learn English, and it was just a flip-flop. But, you know, growing up, you know, uh, music, like hip-hop, hit me real young. Uh, I've been rapping since I was, like, nine years old. And I tell everybody, yeah, I tell everybody, um, I met my homeboy Ace Moon in the sixth grade, and he was the first cat I ever seen that was, like, writing rhymes down, you know what I mean? So he inspired me to like to to pick up a pen and a pad and just like really try to put what's on my mind. But when I first heard, when I first like heard it, it's like I had an epiphany. It's like I, I had this like water balloon break in my brain, like a warm balloon, and it just told me like that's it. That's what I've been looking for. Like this is it. Yeah, yeah like it, I mean, it literally. You know, it's it's like that. It's always been a spiritual thing to me because of that. And, uh, you know, so I just picked it up. It became my culture. It became the culture that spoke for a lot of first generation born people in the United States. It was a culture that united all the underdogs. And it was a culture that showed me that they call us underdogs. But yet in the streets, you know, we so we fresh. You know what I mean? Like we dress fresh. They got culture. They're proud. They walk with their head high. It just showed me that not the, the word underdog, you embrace it. But then you realize I'm not even an underdog. You know, they want to copy what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? So I got into it. I got into it real young, you know, and I just stayed with it. I just knew, you know. So through that, you know, I, I went to high school and from there it was just on. That's when I first started recording for real and like really performing. And then, you know, from there it just it just took off. You know, I've been doing it ever since. I never at, stopped. <laughs> at the at the risk of dating yourself, what, what year were we talking about when you first started recording demo tapes and all of that? What set the stage for us? Like what That was, you? let me see, I graduated in 91, 80 something, like 80, I was a freshman, so it was like 88 or 87, okay. something like that. Yeah. Okay, so you, um, you in you, high school. You, you're like young OG status. like for Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you know I always so, tell so, people though, you know, they call me OG, but you know, don't call me OG if my rhymes are younger than yours. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no exactly. You know what I'm saying? When I say no, young OG, like you're, you, you may be a little bit older than yeah, me. No. I'm, a, I'm about yeah. to hit 40, but I consider myself like young OG. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, old, a young enough OG to, I'm old enough to know better, but I'm young enough to still do dumb shit. Exactly. You know exactly. Like, yeah, so yeah. That's, that's like I would have never known. Yeah. Yeah, I would have never known. It keeps you young, you know. Um, it really does. When you do what you love, it really does something. It's like the best gift that I wish I could give everybody, you know, um, doing music is kind of weird because a lot of our culture right now, especially you, you try to, 
people are inspired, but they're inspired to kind of do the same thing that everyone else is doing in a sense. Like a lot of MCs or youngsters will be like, what's your best advice? I'd be like, my best advice is don't do it. You know, like do (laughs) if you're really really going to do it, though, you know, I mean, go all in, you know, really, really, really love, you know, when you find what you love to do. Because I always tell them we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need all, all kinds of other people. You know what I'm saying? You know, we do. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's not even that. It's it's hard. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? It's like people look at it, you inspire people, and then they want to go do something that maybe they think, you know, is super, you know, glamorous. But that's – the career is the work. It's work. It, it's it's a It's love. It's like a work that doesn't feel like you're working. And it's very hard to find that. You know, you can – you know, there's a lot of people I feel walking around that aren't living their truth that what they really want to do, you know. I was blessed to see it in a really young time when – we got on it real young, so we saw it grow, we saw it evolve, you know, we saw it through all kinds of things, and it's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, In high school, when I started emceeing, that's when I met Zoom, we met each other in high school, and um, he started, you know, he started getting into rhyming, we'd be at my house, we'd be all the time, you know, recording or spinning, I used to b-boy, beatbox was the first thing that I started doing before I rapped and everything, I just learned how to keep that beat, you know. And I just kept it moving. I, I I always did what I felt my heart told me to do, right. you know, and I'm blessed. Yeah. So you were saying that uh, you're, you may be an OG or a young OG to an extent, but your rhymes are still young um, or your rhymes <laughs> are younger than, than maybe the, the these upcoming <laughs> artists or rappers. So I'm just curious, like, what do you feel about this new generation of rappers? Like, do you feel like there's, still merit in this new wave of kind of like melodic mumble rap or are you just super anti all of this and you want to go back to like the golden era of hip-hop like what's your opinion on all that uh, you know i just move i move with the time uh some of the stuff i feel i feel what's good i listen to anything that i think is quality and that's just what i do i'm drawn to the quality of things or maybe i let's say sometimes i might run into a Kendrick Lamar because I'm a hip hop based MC and exactly. culturally and just the MC to me is everything. People who got rhymes is like, I love it. You know what I mean? So I'm more apt to maybe like look for stuff like that, but then there's stuff that just comes across my plate. And if it's good, it's good, you know? And, um, a lot of the, the melodic stuff, it's starting to dip in a little bit R and B in my opinion, you know, it's, it's, the beats are really culturally based through the culture of hip hop, yeah. but what yeah. they're doing to them necessarily is I don't know. We've always had melody too, but it's I mean, been you a have melody a lot in in your songs and in your music. Yeah, I mean, speak yeah. to speak to the influence of your culture. You're from Nicaragua, right? Your your whole like, mm-hmm. family. Were you born there? Yeah, born in you. Were, you, know, you were born. I was first generation United born in the United States. States. Yeah, so, so all my family. Speak to that influence. Speak to like that influence of of, of being uh, Nicaragüense and 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 how you carried that not only in your music but like in San Francisco and like what that community is like. How you reconcile that world with hip hop? Uh, it was incredible. We we all basically my house for a couple of years. I called it like the railroad to America because all my dad's friends came and stayed with us to get their papers and to make a new life here. You know, a lot of my mom's family were all they're all immigrants. You know, we're just the first ones, me and my cousins that were born in the United States and not in Nicaragua. We're like literally I was raised 100 percent Nicaraguan culture. But then in America, when I went to school, at first I didn't know English. And then I also didn't understand how they got down out here and I had to learn, you know, so that that right there shows you how resilient we are you know being nicaraguan the the el salvadorans were in the mission in san francisco the mexicanos everybody it was a beautiful time in a sense where the the city when i was young was totally different it was a lot of music and a lot of just even in my early my my early uh 20s you know it's a lot of it was different it was a lot of shaking and moving and music and creativity and things like that so for me being from Nicaragua we're a musical people that's number one we love to joke around we love to rhyme we love to tell stories you know we love to dance we love to break balls we love to I mean it's so much comes with it like um when you see another Nica it's like you know if you're in another 
state or another country and you're like, you're from Nicaragua? It's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you come so. here, like, ah, like two magnets, you know what I mean? And um, so I feel the sense of camaraderie came into my music as well. The, the, the melodies that I would hear growing up as a kid, watching my parents dance, listening to all the music that I listened to, the American music influence and how I would listen to two totally different genres of music. But then as I got older, I was able to mix them together. You know what I mean? And how many, Which albums, through sampling, how many albums are deep? How, how many albums deep are you right now? Like, Man, I don't even think about it. Let me see. <laughs> that. Like, I would say five or six or six. A lot of singles. I'm in a group with Bang Data. We got three albums. Yeah. Um, so let me see. It's the hour. I was in a group called Keepers of Time. We had an album. Um, I was in a group called Full Deck. We had an album, my solo stuff, the Indigenous Noir. I mean, I would say close to maybe ten. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I never well, count, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, I'm the it's, getting your, it's getting your ten thousand hours in just as an MC, as a as an artist. You know what I'm saying? Like all these different projects yeah. and different incarnations of your own creativity. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, really yeah, and uh, yeah, man, yeah. And I, I keep, I do a lot of singles too. So there's bunch of music that's not on albums that's out there with collaborations and like all kinds of stuff man i stay doing that so so uh have you gone back to nicaragua in a minute nah it's been a minute because of the covid thing i usually try to go once every two years so i was recently there about five years ago it's been a while you know okay. since i've been back yeah but um peace to all the folks out there they always got love for me and you know, I went out there and stayed for a couple of weeks and recorded an album with a bunch of cats out there that I know a while ago. You know what I'm saying? That's another, it's kind of like a free album that I have on, I think it's on, I think I took it off SoundCloud, but, um, so yeah, I, I, I stay connected to them musically. All, you know, a lot of them are MCs, a lot of them are hip hop heads, you know, it's beautiful that they, that other places still carry, I don't want to hip hop to me when I say it it's just the culture you know it's not necessarily just the music right. so people get it twisted like screw hip hop it's old it's not about that it's the culture that created all this stuff you know what I mean so to me it's everything you know it's everything that it includes yeah. so yeah. and I'm really curious and, and you can let me know if this is this is inbounds or out of bounds or whatever the case is because some people may be sensitive about the subject in terms of like the 80s and what was going on in Nicaragua in the 80s right mm -hmm. so, it was it, it's a whole ass thing that that mm -hmm. relates to not only america but the drug trade in the united states american mm -hmm. politics the cia all these different things kind of. but, oh yeah yeah but i think real, it's often real yeah, gay <laughs> exactly but i think what's something that's often overlooked is the actual conflict between mm -hmm. i mean it was a civil war there you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and when, you yeah. know and we're in a country now where like you know people have whispers of civil war here in terms of like different political yeah. ideologies and can can you speak to like your experience or at least what you saw like maybe your parents or their friends kind of discuss or or how to, how they navigated through that during the 80s for sure i mean it it was uh really scary you'd see it on the news i remember making phone calls where you'd have to scream on the phone so they could hear you all the way over there we didn't know where people were sometimes they sequestered people, they kidnapped people, brother killed brother. Um, you know, it was, it was disgusting. It was, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what a lot of Central American countries have experienced and why we're here because it's a fear that I just want to live my life, you know, like I don't want to kill my own people. You know, I don't want to sit here and, and go to war with my brother, you know, it, it broke up families. You know, when people say civil war in 2021 in America, I mean, and that, that are screaming, we're we going to do it. This is what it's going to be. You know, I, that's what we want. I, I don't know if that's what, I don't know if you understand what that comes with. Yeah. It comes with a lot of violence and, and a hatred and it, it creates more division, you know, and yeah, my experience, I talk about it in my music. I've, ex I've lived it, you know, my, my father told me a story. He, he had the first electronic, uh, um, rock group in Buaco, which is a real small town that he's from in the mountains in Nicaragua. They, they're for, they, the first cats to ever play English music with electric instruments, you know, so they were called the suckers and they, they were famous. When I'd go to Nicaragua, you know, in Nicaragua where he's from, he was like the man, you know, cause he brought, he learned the songs in English and that's how he kind of learned English. And 
So one of the he told me a story that one of the singers there was two singers they modeled themselves after the Beatles. One day at practice, the other singer came up to everybody. He was like, "Yo, I just want you to know, I I don't think y'all understand, but um, you know, I'm in this war, um, I'm fighting, and they if they catch me, I got this bullet. I'm a bite, and you know, I'm uh, you know, I just want you guys to know, I'm in this sh shit. You know what I mean? And wow. supposedly they killed him, and they built a monument of him where my dad was from. I think he was the first person to die from where he was from for that war. You know, and I mean, it goes, I, I got stories I could go into it very historically from Reagan to literally how Nicaragua, without it, I mean, it was the, the route that crack took was through Nicaragua to the states, to the government, to the to the streets. You know, I mean, it it's crazy. You know, they use our countries for gain, you know, you know, yeah. they, 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 it's they exploitation. Spilled, it's like, know, you know, it's capitalism. Yeah, exploitation. Exactly. Is very much rooted in exploitation and just like yeah. I mean there's there's tons of history books about like the exploitation specifically yeah. of Latin American countries. Yes, yes. Like there's a good book called Raising Cain. Raising mm -hmm. Cain. It's a really good book. Short book, but it's very to the point. And you know, you put put a dictator when he don't listen to us no more, take him out. Exactly. Put another one in. You there's know another book, uh Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Okay. Um, oh yeah, I've that, heard of that, that book. That man. breaks down a lot of yeah. like, what was going on, and and, and, and and if you read the the uh, the motorcycle diaries of Che Guevara, like yeah. he, yeah, he yeah, speaks yeah. very detailed about the mm -hmm. exploitation of Latin countries. But nonetheless, yeah. you know, um, we got the brother Zumbi here from Zion I. Peace <laughs> to you, brother. How you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm hanging in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, good. Shout Thank out, you shout out to Deuce for hitting me because I totally, I, uh, this shit slipped my mind, man. I got a single dropping and I've been trying to get everything ready for that. So it totally, I was off base with this shit. So my bad. I apologize. Yeah, not a problem at all. We we appreciate both of y'all time and we was we was getting into some things, like some deep political things with Deuce. But, you know, it's glad that we, we happy to have you on and, and appreciate your time right as well. Um, yes, sir. And if you have a, a single dropping, is it dropping tomorrow? Because the pod drops tomorrow too, so... Yeah, it jumps tomorrow for sure. It's called uh, Two Two Eyes. That's what um, this cat, this producer Nathan Fields, and this MC uh, Born Eye. I've never met these cats uh, in real life, but I met them online. And I mean, it's just it's That's the dope. age we living in right now. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird, but the music is good, so. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> well, actually, speak to that, right? Because both of y'all, you guys are lifelong collaborators, and and I, yeah. I love the synergy that both of you have on stage. But speak to like creativity in this COVID era and being online, and and you're also both <laughs> touring artists, right? Like y'all tour a lot before this yeah. COVID thing. So I want both of y'all, if you can, speak to just like your new wave of creativity in this COVID era, but also like what do you do in terms of pivoting from planning tours to like, what do, what are y'all doing as in the interim until shows and venues open back up? I mean, we've been working on an album, me, Deuce and I, we have a project that we've been vibing on, uh, but we started like last summer, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, I mean, that shit's been like therapy, man. Straight up, like just getting out the house and getting with the homies and sitting down and doing what we love, but having good conversations. That has been like straight medicine, you know what I mean? Because uh, I think we started when it was like right after the George Floyd thing was going yeah. off and then like all the fires were going on. So it was like super tense energy, you know what I'm saying? And we just started going to the studio and working. And that was like, I think for all of us, man, that was like a lifeline. Totally. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for me too, like the creativity of being able to do music online with people now is, is at an all-time high for me. You know, I've been real creative this during this time because I'm able to kind of like really not forced to work, but to, to, to pass the time, you know, I try to go in deeper into this music and what it's about and what we're going to do in the future, you know, a lot of it for the future. I was talking to, to, to Zoom the other day and he said something to me. He was like, what works for some people nowadays might work for some, but might not work for others, you know? Right. So I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, for me, a lot of streaming is what I'm looking at. I've done a lot of licensing, you know, I stay, mm -hmm. I stay in the game on, I'm, you know, trying to, trying to gain money, make money when you're just not really able to move around, you know what I'm saying? So, 
to me, that's a good thing when he told me that because I think everybody needs to understand what works for them right now. And if they're going to be creative, how they're going to release that outlet and be different. Like once again, you got to like separate yourself from yeah. the rest. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like a one yeah. size fits all kind of. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Which is cool. Oh, no, which is cool say. because. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say because you guys have like a really infectious energy on stage. So I'm just curious, like, are you going to, you know, trying to hit the Twitch or, or any of these other online streaming platforms to try and perform? Or is that just like not for you and you're just going to wait until things open up outside? I, I mean, I'm to like, me, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just was gonna say I, I I've thought about Twitch. I'm still trying to figure that part out, though, man. How it's gonna work? It's crazy. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 too much, man. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's too much shit going on. It's like it's like there's a there's hella apps. There's hella options. I feel like like Deuce was saying when I said that like it might not work for you. It's like you got to know yourself. Like I see, yeah. one, I talked to one of the DJ homies, and he's killing Twitch. Mm-hmm. But he literally had to take. He told me he had to take a couple months to get on there and figure out the format and figure out how to do it. And then he's a DJ too, so it's different than MCing a little bit. So for me, I'm like sitting back. I'm trying to make. I'm I'm making more music. Um, I started this podcast thing. I'm doing, um, like much like what you guys are doing, uh, and I'm just really trying to be creative and make more videos and do it that way. I don't know, I had a conversation with the homie last night or yesterday about getting on TikTok. And I was like, yo, my kids watch TikTok, man. Like if, if my kids see me on TikTok, it's just gonna all be weird, dude. That's really yeah. awesome. That's like, why, that's like when you used to see a teacher in the, shop, in the supermarket. <laughs> no, a teacher in the club, that's the weird oh, part. Oh my God. Oh, that's what the teacher in the club. Yeah, and, and well, I'm maybe, maybe like, y'all remember this because I'm 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 a little bit older, right? I remember yeah. different strokes. I remember there was an episode of Different of course, Strokes man. where they snuck into a club. It was like a like a strip club almost, <laughs> and his teacher was working as a waitress in the strip club. Do y'all remember that episode? <laughs> Arnold, Arnold, remember Arnold that teacher? Yeah, honestly, I don't remember, yo, I don't remember that, that was man. <laughs> she was shaking her belly. Yeah, she had like the little bunny rabbit oh, ears, man. and it was it was a whole. I, I, I digress. I digress. Um, I, I'm not a man. That, but that's the feeling, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was like, dude, if my kids see me on there trying to be hella young, like I'm trying to act like I'm 20. I don't know. I'm yeah. like, if my kid, if 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 his, if Cody's friend sees me on Twitch, and goes, hey, well, your dad was on Twitch. Look, wow. I don't know, Cody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I feel the same yeah. way, and I'm about to be thirty, and I feel like I'm too old for Twitch. I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to be six or yeah, yeah, TikTok, whatever. See, I can walk in. Yeah. It's so confusing. It is what I mean, it is. That's, you know, that's a good segue go into like aging in hip hop, right? Because I think we mm-hmm. the cliche is that hip hop is a young man's game, but. I often tell people like when I when I when I do lectures and stuff that you know hip hop is 47 almost 48 years old there's bound to be several generations of people who grew up with this culture and I think there is a lane um for the older more seasoned artists to speak about their experiences as older people right so I want y'all to both speak about like aging in hip hop and what y'all was rapping about and your your subject matter then versus now and what the approach is when y'all are working on music and and, and the fan base that you've cultivated and 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 how you think they're going to receive the new music with the new subject matter if there is any I mean I think man that I feel like the key to all of it is just being true to yourself like bro if I'm I, and once again, the same conversation yesterday, I was talking to the homie. I was like, Blunt, if I'm listening to some 18-year-old rapper and I'm slapping it like, yo, this is my, there's something wrong with me. Like, I've missed, <laughs> missed out on life. I can relate to it to an extent, but if I'm riding around slapping it, like, that's my mantra, to get high, get breezies, make money. Like, I mean, I felt that way. I've been a teenager, too. But come on, man, I got three kids now. You know what I'm saying? And, like... I got you. It's like it's it's okay to evolve. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think a large part of hip hop, like a, a part of it, is a young man's game. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not gonna. It's youthful. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a spirit in it that's like, 
you know, I, I make I beatbox for my kids and they start gigging and rapping and it's like, I don't do it like them no more, but I enjoy watching them do it. You know what I'm saying? But I think the other side of it is, it's like hip hop is music. It's like music is eternal. It's lifelong. It goes beyond the grave. You know what I'm saying? And so if you're doing it from your heart and being authentic, I think that's where the real jewel is, man. Like, I'm not trying to like be the most popular MC right now. Like, I'm not trying to do what the youngsters is doing that's on the radio. Like, I look like a damn fool trying to do that. But I am trying to speak my truth and, you know what I'm saying, click with like-minded people and represent for people that feel the way I feel. And I've always done that. And I think that's the key, man. It's just like holding your ground and, and your square and just doing what you do and not really being too pressed about being the most popular kid in class. Like, that's not really the move. Right. And young people might, it still might resonate with young people that are maybe just like beyond that materialistic world. Like, I, I think that there are people that want to hear, you know, truth from someone that is talking about more than, you know, titties and shaking ass and money and cars, you know? Like, I mean, I like we listening like, to We that like those too. Yeah, I mean, like, I like, I mean, like, I think when I grew up actually listening to y'all's music, you know? And like, I remember I was just having this conversation with Marlon, like, I also grew up listening to to Atmosphere and Slug, yeah. and you know, I, yeah. his music really resonated with me when I was young because I was all depressed and on drugs, and so I was like, I really liked that music when he was all fucked up. And then he started getting older <laughs> and you know maturing and having kind of like more grown up raps, and I was like, ah, this shit sucks, you know? Like I want the drug fucked up raps, and now. As I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, I, I see now. Like rappers need to evolve. They can't just be talking about the same. You shit gotta ever. evolve, man. And, There's nothing wrong with evolution. And also speak to like yeah. the 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 community of 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 supporters that y'all have cultivated over the years, putting it down the way y'all been putting it down for as long as y'all been doing it, right? Talk about like just keeping that community alive and keeping them interested and engaged in what y'all are doing, like. If y'all want to speak to that, you know, uh, especially in this era where like we you can't do shows anymore, right? So how are you keeping your fan base like actively interested and engaged in what y'all are doing? Just basically dropping music and just just kind of vibing with them, man. You know, with what's going on in the world, being a part of it a little bit, but you know, also keeping keeping yourself sane in what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like musically. The roots that cats have put down are super blessed because, you know, I feel like it was it was it came from the heart and that that goes a long way, you know, and, and being able to get better at your craft and and basically utilize what's around you and put it in the music, you know what I mean? And that's growth right there. And it kind of the truer you are to yourself, the more you're going to see how you grew and people are going to see where you are in your life, you know, and then <laughs> so if you are rapping about you know whatever you're slapping whatever this and that at 45 well then we know where you kind of are right here you know what I'm saying? so it's kind of like you just like you like he said man you got to be you got to do you you got to do what, what comes natural to to yourself i can't say anything else about it you know everybody's different so you know you just kind of keep that i keep the i try to keep the culture alive basically is what i try to do and, and you know yeah. Yeah, and and for me, like I, I'm not going front, man. Like I'm not sure how good a job I've been doing in keeping people engaged, uh, in in my music. Like I, I'm, I've been fighting for just deuce knows, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I've been fighting to maintain sanity, and just be cool and be a good dad and show up and have peace in my life. You know what I mean? Because it's been hard, man. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like staying home and not being able to do show like i've been we've been touring since like 2001 yeah. so you know what i'm saying and it's like and like not just the income but just like the energy exchange of seeing people smile and giving the hugs and like you know people being like yo that song made me you know what i'm saying reminds me of my homie who passed away all that those little things like that's like food for the spirit and like, those are the things that I feel like, uh, along with the bread, but like, I miss all of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's been difficult, man. And, um, you know, questioning like, what's my purpose? What am I doing? Like, did I pick the right way? And just really going inside and having to like, look at all these, these doubts and things that I feel like just being honest. So I'm not sure if I'm doing a great job keeping people super engaged, but I try to show up 
and I try to let the music speak for itself. So I'm trying to put out like, or I've been putting out like a, a song a month as a way like to show like my process is still unfolding and I got a lot more songs, but I haven't even really planned to drop a project. Even Deuce and I, we haven't planned on a date yet, even though we got like 10, 12 songs. Oh, We're just kind of recording and then getting the vibe warmed up. And then I feel like when we feel like it's time, like we're going to be like, all right, here's projects, here's this, here's that, here's that. But I just been trying to like let the music be therapy and work and do something positive. And then, um, you know, show people when I feel like it. Because if I don't feel like it, you don't really see me on, on like, you don't see me on social media if I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I got a lot exactly. of shit. I got a lot of shit going on, man. Like, exactly. not, and I'm not talking about work. It, yeah, I mean, yeah. Pa- you know, parenthood is, is really important. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. I'm a father. She's a mother. Like, that's really right. important. So, aside from music, what are, y'all, what are y'all doing in terms of your own self-care, right? Like, that, I think that's a conversation that people are have been having since this entire thing unfolded, right? Like... You know, yeah. if we can't go outside, we got to go within, and that that kind that can be some very dark corners inside <laughs> your own psyche, right? Like you know. So, what have y'all Zoom been doing therapy. in your in your respective lives aside from music for your own self care and for your own well being? I go on a lot of walks, man. I go, I try to walk. I try to run. I, I try to read. Um, try, you know. Uh, that's basically all I can do. I try to I try to make my bond stronger with the people who are in my literal environment, you know, physically here with me. I try to make like I said, going to the studio with Zoom, that keeps us connected. I mean, you go from go from a 3-month tour where like speaking for for me, I'll be on a tour with Zoom and we'll be talking on a drive for like 6 hours right, straight, you right, know. Straight up. So it's like you you get to know yourself, you get to talk about things. It's like it's therapy. It helps you with your music and not to have that, you know what I'm saying? All of a sudden have all that taken from you. It's very difficult to, to get it in other places when you're so accustomed to doing it a certain way. But, you know, I'm not going to lie, man. Um, being creative is a blessing in these times. Being creative helps me a lot, you know, just pushing myself. If I, if I hear a beat and I'm not feeling anything, try to do something you know it's it's forcing me to just sit with something and try to create more instead of just letting it go by me and be like ah next one you know i just see what i can do and just that's basically it man try to be good to myself yeah i've been um i mean i it's it, it's funny man because like um a lot of a lot of things have come back to me like uh, that have been with me before, but they're more important now. Like my meditation, I've, I've had that practice for a long time, but it's like it's one of my main things now. Like if I can get a meditation in in the morning, at least like when I first wake up, I'm pretty much good. Um, at least I, you know, things can roll off my back easier. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I can do it a couple times, then I'm I feel like I'm really good. Um, along with that. I do Qigong, uh, which is like breathing exercises coordinated with movement. So it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's like a precursor of Tai Chi type of thing. And um, so I've been doing both of those. And those are the things that along with music that and good people, you know what I'm saying? Hanging with dudes, my girl, my kids, you know, like my real close tight knit people. These are the things that have kept me grounded, man. Otherwise, like... I'm super thankful for real people in my life and I'm super thankful for these practices, these internal practices, because now I know what they're really for. When I started doing them back in the day in college, when I was meditating and doing Qigong, I was like, oh, I'm enlightenment, I'm Buddha, I want to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I, I still seek that, but like now I know that like this is, no, this is stress management. This is, don't, let your train go off the tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go crazy when it gets tough. Like, that's what these things are for, at least for me in this moment. So those are the things I've been practicing and been, and it's been working for me. So I'm, I'm thankful. Yeah, we had this conversation recently how I, we think that, I mean, a lot of people use rap as therapy. And I think that's the mm-hmm. reason why a lot of us get into it in the first place is because yeah. it's, you know, just an outlet when we need to get sure. what's going on in here, out there. Um, but I think that yep. it's also detrimental to only use music as therapy and not actually seek other forms of therapy. And I think meditation for sure is 
and really, really beneficial. And I almost would say almost like mandatory in, in COVID, but I also feel like, feels like mental it. health, like, like actually getting therapy, whether that's like group therapy or counseling or just, I don't know, something because um, I think that we're, we're like heavily impacted by what's going on in this isolation and uh, and we can't only rely on like creating music. It has. I mean, I think that it's a component, but it's like we need we need something else during times like this. But. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I think have, a lot of PTSD. I feel like a lot of people bro. gonna get PTSD in this. Um, I mean, a lot bro, of stuff is gonna the, the, the suicide rates. The suicide rates are hella high right now. Totally, motherfuckers is depressed, anxious, like it's. I don't know why they're not talking about that shit. All they do is talk about the numbers of COVID. Like, motherfuckers, hey, I don't know. It's I don't want to talk about COVID too a, much. It's a mental health uh, epidemic. It's a mental health crisis, man. And, and like, addiction, too, right? Like, and addiction. Like, I got sober during COVID because I've been fucking addict my whole fucking life. And, like, but I feel like yeah, most yeah. people are doing the reverse, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I'm yeah, pretty sober. And then, uh, oh, now I'm alone with my fucking crazy thoughts and, like, I, I'm yeah. just gonna smoke or drink or do whatever to calm that's that shit down. Exactly. Yeah, that's real. That's real. Yeah. That's something, especially me. I'm being a wild child all my life. You know what I'm saying? Those are things I got to look out for. Those are things I can't be falling back on too hard because you know I'll go deep with it. You know, so it's really shown me that it's not even COVID or that I'm that we're all in one place at one time. It's just showed me myself, like. What I got to do in my life, you know, regardless of all this shit that's going down in the world right now with the COVID and the disease and the sickness, it's making me look at myself and be like, you know, what's what's important? What's good for me? You know, what do I what 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 do I need to stop? What do I need to take control of? You know, so, you know, it's a lot of a lot of internal internal going on. And I got a good support system, thank God. But there's a lot of people that don't, you know, um, I've been seeing in the streets lately, a lot of people walk a lot more people just walking around wilding out you know like real wilding out and i just see it and i'm like man you can you it's starting to grow you could you know that people have no place to go i just went to i went to new york for thanksgiving I'm, i'm from new york originally and it was i was i was almost scared because of how how many people are literally out in the streets walking having mental breakdowns in front of you like it's just mm-hmm. whether you're on the yeah. train, whether you're walking into the hotel, just exactly. on the bus, wherever. Like people are literally talking to themselves and like going nuts in front of you. It's it, it's crazy you say that because I saw a clip from Immortal Technique, mm-hmm. and this was when the the quarantine first started, like April or May, and he said the exact same shit. Yeah, he was yeah. talking about it like, "Yo, motherfuckers is out here wandering right now." Like everybody's a lot of people are wandering around like they don't know what the fuck to do or where to go they're literally just wandering the streets and uh it's crazy man it's a tough time um i had uh some folks come over this weekend um this homie i met and his wife is like the high priestess of bali she's like uh it's just a trip They, they practice like this thing called hindu dharma which is like it's like buddhism and hinduism mixed together and they came over the couple people like three of them and me and she started doing a prayer bro and i was like damn i ain't prayed with people in hell alone like i was tripping like me Ooh. and my girl you know what i'm saying or you know what i'm saying stuff like that but i haven't prayed with like other people that i i don't know in so long I, I started tripping out like damn and i felt so much better since that day you know what i'm saying just oh. like this isolation is some bullshit, man. Like yeah. we're we're not we're not um we're not, a, we're we're not meant to do, yeah we're not meant to be no way. I mean like yeah yeah there there are outliers who are you know what I'm saying yeah. like hermits and people like that who are very comfortable being alone and that's cool but the majority of us you know we need hugs we need affection we need somebody to talk to we, you know what I'm saying so yeah. it yeah it's just like the impact is is gonna be crazy, man. Yeah. Like I think once it's over and they look back, like Dude said, it's gonna be some shit. Yeah, this genuine connection that you people they they've done scientific studies where they say like 
heart heartbeats align with each other the closer you are with somebody your heart will start beating at the that same pace. Not a Hallmark pace. card. Nah, it's not saying. a Hallmark card. <laughs> but but even they've divided a human heart in and of itself and the further you move the pieces apart they start beating on their own beat but the fur when they mm. are closer huh. they start beating in oh, yeah. the same thing like goes. periods with women when they start yeah, something yeah. like that. I, I was thinking the same shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> we really appreciate y'all Tom please shout out your single that you have dropping everything else that y'all working on as well as your social medias oh, yeah, man. Uh, cool. I got this uh, seven inch. I just dropped uh, Tirate la Chancla and hey. Quiero yo Cumbiar with Disco Resaca. And uh, you can get it at uh, in my bio on Instagram at Ducey Clips. Everything's at Ducey Clips, D E U C E E C L I P S E. And uh, I just dropped the Bang Data single recently, working on this album with Zoom. And a lot more to come. About to drop another track with uh, It's Coming, man. I got a lot of stuff. On the plate that's coming out finally. I'm excited. Social medias. At Ducey Clips, everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go to the link in my bio tomorrow. If you it, uh, Friday, if you buy today, <laughs> is it today? Yeah, it's going to be Friday. Today. <laughs> right on Friday. <laughs> uh, go to Bandcamp and get it um, uh, at Disco Resaca's Bandcamp because all the proceeds go to the artists on Friday. So for the Bandcamp Friday, so come check it out. Nope. Yep, and uh, Zion and I dropping um, the song called Two Eyes Tomorrow with my boy Nathan Fields, producer, and uh, Born Eyes. I think he's from D.C., um, MC. That drops tomorrow. Um, like Dude said, we got the Spiritu Younger album we're working on. Um, I got a lot of music, man. I'm just, I'm just kind of parsing it out. I want to drop some shit, but I, I, I don't want to drop a project and then have it just fall on the ether, man. That's how I've been feeling lately. Just midway show, midway show. Test the waters, test the waters. Yeah, yeah. So just kind of sprinkling as we go, but I'm, I'm eager to kind of get a project out there soon. But um, yeah, man. Uh, Zion I crew, Zion underscore I underscore crew on Instagram, Zion I on Twitter. Um, I think Zion I crew on Facebook. I think that's all my social we'll, we'll media. We'll find the correct links. Don't we'll forget the Twitch. No. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put y'all links. And my yeah, TikTok is. Yeah. 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 Before y'all leave, I gotta do this with everyone on the. My OnlyFans. Oh yeah. shit. Oh god, yes. Um, my last question for y'all is: I need to know your astrological signs, okay? Because I, I gotta know everyone, so you gotta give it to me. I'm a Taurus. Ah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a Libra. Okay. Taurus and Libra. What are you? Pisces. Okay. What are you? Scorpio. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Everybody in this room are like basically the people I hang out with in my life. <laughs> Every you know, time. Like, yeah. It's, it's, you know. It's Everybody's a Pisces, Libra, Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thank y'all again. We appreciate y'all, Tom. Much and love, we're going we to listen to the music and send us. I need radio ads for my radio show. So send me whatever y'all got. And okay. I'll, I'll be sure to slap it on the radio. Uh, Good show, man. Once again, appreciate y'all and enjoy y'all night. Yeah, thank you Much so love, much. Much love, family. Respect, man. I love Peace. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. We out of here. Peace and love.